You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Brian Brown, riding solo on a Thursday episode of the Locked On Utes podcast. We're going to preview tonight's big matchup for the running Utes against the Oregon State Beavers. What will what should we expect from the running Utes? What are they facing in the Oregon State Beavers? And what are the next few weeks going to look like for the Utes as they continue to try and position themselves for the Pac-12 tournament? Also, we're going to break down a baseball preview as Utah baseball kicks things off this weekend in San Antonio at UTSA. We'll give you all the details of what to expect, what to know, and what to look for as the Ping and Utes start off the season on the road. Lastly, we're going to close things out with a bit of a recruiting update. Nothing in terms of commitment, but some crystal balls uh, on the 24-7 network have been put in for a couple of recruits. We'll break those down for you and let you know exactly what the progress on those are, along with all the Utah talk you can handle. Coming up next here on the Locked on Utes podcast for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. My Utah friends and family, all you Utah fans out there tuning in, this is the Locked on Utes podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network, brought to you by our sponsor, Rock Auto and Bet Online AG. I am your host for today, Brian Brown. Jay Catch is taking a breather, a uh, late one with the Jazz game last night, so flying solo today. We are going to jump right into it and talk about the running Utes. Basketball is starting to enter that time of the year, that time of the season, where it's tournament time. And while the tournament doesn't look the same as it has in years past, there is still some excitement surrounding this running Utes basketball team. We've recapped a lot this week, uh, just exactly what's going on with Mickey Yontanen and talked, talked last episode about what we might see from the running Utes in terms of personnel who might help them initiate the offense with Ryland Jones being out and Mickey Yonchanen being away and what we need to see who we need to see emerge as well for the Utes as they go down on another road trip through the state of Oregon starting out with Oregon State tonight that game is on the Pac-12 network it will tip at 6 30 p.m there on the Pac-12 network as I mentioned Rich Burke and Eldridge Rickastner will be on the call. So if that doesn't float your boat, obviously, you can always tune in on the radio. The great Bill Riley calling the Utes games as he always does. This one is going to be an interesting game. We've already talked about for the Utes that, that they will be missing Mickey Yontanen. And, and more than likely, he will be gone for both this game and for the Oregon game. The hope is that as he plays on Friday and Saturday, that Finland can take care of business and they can get Mickey back into the States by the beginning of next week where Utah will return to the John M. Huntsman Center and play in back-to-back games, Oregon State, 
UCLA and USC. I would imagine that the conference will try to reschedule the Arizona State games that have been missed uh, somewhere along those lines. If possible, there's a good possibility that they may just end up canceling those games. Hard to say right now. Uh, The one concern that I would have with any kind of cancellation is, is Utah is progressing through the season. They've really elevated their play and also their net ranking. Currently, they are coming in at 81, which is not not good enough to get into the tournament, obviously, but it does, it, they have progressed a great distance, and with every victory, they can get closer and closer to that number, so that if they do put in a good performance in the Pac-12 tournament, that could catapult them to being a bubble team, possibly. Hard to really predict some of that stuff right now. College basketball is such a massively changing landscape, but there are some some teams on their schedule, Southern California especially, with a 15 net ranking, uh, Obviously, beating Colorado has helped them a little bit. Colorado is a 20. Uh, USC is at 48. Arizona State is way down there at the very bottom. So that one will not help the Utes at all. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, where, how how high they can climb, what the, the conference is going to do because they also missed a game against Arizona. Is that another game that they'll try to reschedule? Arizona is at 47. Um, all of these teams sitting in front of Utah on the, on the conference standings right now, USC, UCLA, Oregon, uh, Arizona still in front of the Utes. So have to take care of business though, against Oregon state. The Beavers are on a bit of a winning streak. They've won four consecutive Pac-12 games at Gill Coliseum. Longest conference winning streak at home since 2015-2016, where they won five straight against USC, Utah, Colorado, Washington, and Washington State. The Beavers are led, obviously, by Wayne Tinkle, uh, head coach there, good friend of Larry Kuskoviak, father to Trace. And they have started to take shape later in the year, as this team tends to do, led by Ethan Thompson, who has really taken over the the guard, leading guard position with the departure of Trace Tinkle. Uh, he's averaging 16 points and four rebounds to go with a team-high four assists. The other uh, Beaver that's currently averaging in double figures is uh, Jared Lucas, who has about 13 per game and is shooting 41% from beyond the arc. He is... One of the league's top, he is the league's top three-point shooter. He has 47 threes on the year. Alfonso Plummer is currently fifth with 40. So that could be a very fascinating matchup if one or both of them decides to heat up. Utah has struggled a little bit on the road, but they seem to have found a, a little bit of a recipe that works in these first games by starting off with some intensity. It'll be... I would expect them to do the exact same thing. I, I would expect Larry Kristoviak to come out and really try and jump on Oregon State early. Be very, very intense on the defensive end of the court. That's where I think Utah really needs to take advantage of this Oregon State squad. They do boast one of the better rebounders in the car out front with Warith Alatiche, who leads the team in rebounds, block shots, and steals currently. He is also currently third in the conference into or second excuse me in rebounds per game so something that utah has struggled with we've seen with the departure of mickey yonton and that that has re uh, reappeared as, as a little bit of an issue it'll be fascinating to see what the counter is by larry kriskoviak in order to um 
you know, try and try and keep them off the boards and make sure that Utah sticks with the game plan. The the Beavers have, like I said, been on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, they have this is the thirty fifth meeting between the two programs. Utes have a nineteen to fifteen advantage, but the home team has dominated this series with the Beavers holding a twelve to three advantage in Corvallis, and Utah having a fourteen to two. Uh, advantage while in Salt Lake City. So again, very much a home road series where if you can steal one on the road, it's a huge advantage to you in, in going forward. Uh, these two teams haven't faced each other since the opening round of the 2020 Pac-12 tournament in on March 11th, which was the same day that Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus and basically everything shut down. Kind of an interesting thing that we're almost a year down the road and then these two teams are barely circling back together. For the Utes, it'll be fascinating to see um, you know who starts for the Utes again in place of Mickey Antonin, uh, who we see first off the bench, and who can really step up. We talked a little bit about the possibility of Jordan Kellier or Jackson Brenchley maybe getting some more time for the Utes. Will Lahat Chun play a little bit more of a role? Uh, Riley Batten will he and you know Brendan Carlson be a a more prevalent duo on the court together? It, it, those are the things that. You know, you want to have your lineup sustained later in the year, but because of the players that are out for the Utes, Larry's going to have to make some adjustments. And I think that with some time off, it, it could pay some dividends for the Utes for sure. That game, again, starts at 6.30 local time on the Pac-12 network. Um, and I will definitely be tuning in. And we'll come at you again on Friday with a recap of the game and, and hopefully a Utes win. Uh, that would be a good one for the program in their pursuit of higher seeding for the Pac-12 tournament, but also uh, still a very, very slim outside chance of making the uh, NCAA tournament as, as well. We're going to transition to some baseball here in a little bit, but before we do, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. You can go there to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, oil, new carpet, maybe a seat cover if there's been some kind of some kind of incident in the past with maybe some salad dressing in your car. I don't know. No that would never when would that ever happen in a world? But the rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You know your car better than anyone else. You can enter the make, model, year, all that kind of stuff and Rock Auto will bring up the correct part. It is the perfect solution for the do-it-yourselfer because the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals or uh, amateurs. Doesn't matter. So don't spend more to go get a part from your local store. Order it from rockauto.com. In the how did you hear about us section, be sure to mention the Locked On podcast so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And though it is not exactly spring weather outside currently, it is we are trending in that direction for the spring season, and that means baseball. So the University of Utah baseball team will be tipping off this weekend against UTSA in San Antonio. That game was supposed or that series was supposed to begin on the 19th. It was pushed back due to weather concerns in the San Antonio area. We wish everyone in San Antonio the best. Hopefully, 
people will start regaining power, start getting their heat back on, start getting the water. The uh, the story and everything out of that area is just incredible and just sending all of our best wishes and, and love to that area, hoping that people can get back on their feet again as soon as possible. The Utes will start at Saturday at 10 p. said 10 a.m. Excuse me, uh, Mountain Time. They'll play a doubleheader on Saturday, 10 a.m. and then the 3 p.m. and then Sunday again at 11 a.m. That should all be streamed live from the UtahUtes.com website. This team is is an interesting team because they didn't really get a chance to get off the ground uh, last year. The, the season kind of ended before they really had a chance to get too many games in. It's hard to believe that this is Bill Kinnenberg's 18th season as the head coach at Utah, but that's where he's at. It has been five years since the Utes won the Pac-12 championship. This team is returning almost everyone from last year's squad has a couple new faces coming in the pitching staff is led by justin kelly and david watson and there are other guys to fill in spots kyle uh, robinial uh returning for an extra year and dustin schramm who if that name sounds familiar that is that is the son of uh former ute offensive co- offensive coordinator dave schramm uh boy it's been a long time since dave schramm was coaching up at the university of utah though um, so a lot of arms returning, uh, infield Utah has a couple guys that can play multiple positions and chase Fernland, Shea Kramer, Matt Richardson. Uh, they'll also be returning two starters in Isaac DeVoe and Vinny Zavolta. Uh, they'll also add Tyler Thompson and Shea Kramer at times to, to spell in the outfield as well as, as both have played multiple position, positions last season. Uh, there's also an incoming transfer to the program in Jalen McLaughlin from Nevada, who will get a start out at the center field as well as hit in the leadoff position. So the Utes bringing in some speed uh, and a little bit of athleticism, which, you know, given where they play and, and at the altitude, you definitely need to have that and get a good leadoff hitter. Uh Grayson Herdsman, another transfer from Houston that pitched in 62 games with a 3.83 ERA. Be interesting to see how he integrates with the program. Will he be coming out of the bullpen? You know, where where will he be integrated in with that? And and how will the Utes use him as an experienced arm in a you know a pretty deep conference overall in the Pac-12? They've got uh, this is a younger team if we're talking about it, you know, outside of McLaughlin, who is a a grad transfer and uh, Brayson Herdsman, who is also a grad transfer. It is almost entirely underclassmen. The only seniors returning are Chase Fernland and Kyle Rubinall. And other than that, it's all sophomores and juniors, which is a good sign for this team because they have some guys with some experience that got broken in last year that have had a chance to, to work on their skills and everything like that, and they'll get a chance to really debut the program. And I don't know if anybody saw the quote-unquote uniform release on Twitter, but, man, those unis are looking good. I need to get myself a Utah baseball hat for sure. And uh, we will continue to stay updated with the Utes and, and the Pinion Utes and, and see – you know how they progress through the season. I would expect that this team should compete pretty well within the conference, having added some experience to the squad in addition to returning some younger guys. It's it's always a, a, you know a fascinating thing to see how a team like this starts out because they basically will be on the road 
for most of the beginning of the season because of the weather here in Salt Lake City. You know, they'll start out at UTSA, then they'll go play at Loyola Marymount for a three-game series uh, the next following weekend, and then it's at Arizona State the first week of March, and then at BYU. Well, they'll actually do a game at BYU and then one at Smith's Ballpark and then back down it at BYU on March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Then they're back on the road again at Stanford and then finally home for Dixie State and Cal by the end of March. And that's the other than playing BYU on March the 12th, the Utes won't have a single home game until March 23rd. And and so these guys are going to be road warriors, much like the lacrosse team. That's one of the downsides to spring sports here in the state of Utah. But it also gives this team an opportunity to really uh, bond and, and develop and progress in that respect. But it also opens the door for the wheels to come off if they can't get off to a good start early on. It, it This is a younger squad, but you would expect that they are ready to roll, especially not getting a chance to play much last year. And with the, uh, I guess we can call it, it may be a pushback season. You know, they'll play all the way into the end of May uh, with the Pac-12 schedule. Uh Mixing in a couple games against Northern Colorado, they'll face off against Utah Valley and BYU once more, but mostly playing Pac-12 opponents uh, towards the end of the schedule. They're um, closing out the season against USC. Just kind of feels right. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, especially after swimming took it to USC just recently. We're going to come back and talk a little bit recruiting, which is kind of my forte. But before we do, I'm going to try and recruit you guys to sign up for betonline.ag. You've heard my pitch, parlays all day. Even though football is out of the way, I'm still trying to get my pay from betonline.ag. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I actually prefer the mobile site to the the, the regular site. Uh, there's NBA, college basketball, NHL. They do have uh, updated lines for uh, odds for Heisman Trophy and and CFP playoff appearances. The favorite currently is Spencer Rattler at plus 350. The biggest long shot is Zay Flowers from Boston College at plus 10,000. Uh, kind of an interesting list here as you see Bryce Young from Alabama, JT Daniels at Georgia, DJ Uyunglele from Clemson taking over the reins from Trevor Lawrence is on that list. There are a ton of quarterbacks to Eric King, Bijan Robinson from Texas, three Pac-12 players in Keaton Slovis, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, and Jaden Daniels from Arizona State making an appearance on that list representing the Pac-12. A couple of teams uh, making an appearance on the college odds, championship odds as well. Alabama, clearly the favorite, followed by Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. No surprise with any of those. Auburn is a long shot at plus 8,000, along with Oklahoma State at plus 6,600. Washington, Oregon, and USC all make appearances. USC plus 3,300, Oregon plus 4,000, and Washington at plus 5,000. So get online, place your bets, have some fun with it. Remember, you get a 50% bonus with the promo code locked on. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping up a Thursday episode here on the Locked On Youths Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Just wanted to talk a little bit of recruiting as it is already recruiting season and that'll start heating up, especially in May, June and July as high school players go to camps. You'll start seeing a lot more offers and maybe even some commitments as the trend is to try and get kids locked up as soon as possible. This year is going to be a little bit different because we don't know how many scholarships universities are going to be able to offer with the frozen eligibility for teams. Initials will definitely be an issue, although the NCAA is currently talking about making some adjustments to that. There is nothing set in stone. So expect this to be a smaller class, not only for the University of Utah, but for everyone. And for that reason, it's kind of fascinating that Utah already has two commitments in the class. They have Isaiah Moa from Weber High School. They also have a quarterback commitment from A.J. Zamora. That's that's a big deal, in my opinion, because you've gotten that taken care of and out of the way. And it's a good commitment, too, because Zamora is he's currently a three star prospect out of Washington. But he is a very um, projectable athlete. Maybe that's a good way to put it. You know, he's 6'4", 185. I think he's the kind of guy that will fly under the radar for a lot of squads. But the Utes getting a commitment from him early, he has that same – with all these quarterback recruits, and I'm not trying to say that any of these guys will be that good, but when you watch them play, the similarities in their style, like a long kind of loping gait uh, to Alex Smith are just fascinating. And I do kind of feel like that is the quarterback that Kyle Whittingham is constantly chasing, is, is the next Alex Smith for the University of Utah. But some other crystal ball predictions coming in – Lander Barton, local recruit, we've talked about him quite a bit on the podcast here, has a crystal ball from uh, from our own Steve Bartle, but at a six, level six for that one. The new crystal balls that we've seen from the University of Utah are Jaden Mickey, a four-star quarterback out of Centennial High School in Corona, California. Mickey is very high on the Utes. He's 5'11 and a half, 175, so a little bit of a bigger athlete. But if he were to sign or commit to the University of Utah, he's the 22nd overall ranked cornerback uh, in his – or excuse me, 29th overall ranked quarterback in his class. He's the 20th overall prospect in California. And for a kid who didn't get to play his junior year, that's a very, very good – start especially when you look at his offer list it's just he has over 18 offers currently take your pick from all the teams notre dame arizona arizona state cal georgia nebraska northwestern oregon oregon state uh usc and utah and and currently it is between the utes and, and notre dame for mickey and while utah is already loaded up in the back defensive backfield you want to keep that pipeline fed mickey would be a great candidate for that one another player that we're starting to see some movement on is tristan dunn he's an inside linebacker out of sumner washington 63190 a three-star recruit very close to being on the cusp of being a four-star as he is 0.8898, so he's almost a 0.89. And when you get to that 90 threshold, that's usually when they award the four-star. Uh, both Steve Bartle and Scott Eklund. Steve Bartle, obviously, of UteZone.com. Scott Eklund of Dogman.com, the Washington site, have submitted crystal balls with a low to medium confidence level on Dunn. I think a lot of this stuff is interesting because it can change so much from now until the fall but it's always good to see that Utah is in the game with some of these players early on another one that I'm really excited about from Rockwall Texas is Zach Evans 5'9 189 185 running back who is very high on Utah currently 
coming down to the Utes and Notre Dame. So you can see the kind of talent that the Utes are competing with. He is a very under-the-radar prospect. He's only three stars currently, but he is about to blow up. His speed, his highlights are absolutely worth the watch. Uh, I highly recommend it. He has a ton of offers from from everybody that you would expect. Obviously, Notre Dame, Texas, Utah, those are probably the favorites. Um, You know, smart kid with offers from Princeton and Yale, but also just an incredible athlete. Uh, If you go to utezone.com, Steve Bartle will have more information on the boards. Sign up for a free seven-day trial or just go ahead and get a membership. It's it's a great deal. The boards over there are are lively at best. Um, And there's always good discussions outside of just football and basketball. Uh, I believe the most recent one was debating on which was the best tacos. So lots, lots to discuss with all that kind of stuff as well. But recruiting never stops in college football, and thus we will talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And everything that we talk about now will likely change by the time the class is actually committed. That's part of the fun of recruiting, though, in my book. That's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed the preview of the basketball team, preview of the baseball team, and a little bit of recruiting chat here. Jake will be back Friday as we break down the outcome of the Utes versus Oregon State. We'll talk a little bit of lacrosse coming up this weekend, and we'll also give you all of the Utah content that you can handle as we preview the upcoming weekend in Utah athletics, including some some volleyball news that maybe isn't as happy, uh, not because of the Utes necessarily, but because of the coronavirus. All that and more coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Utes. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for Thursday, February 18th, 2021.